At Our Father's House, our prayer is that you will be blessed and strengthened by the power of Jesus Christ. We would like to thank you for joining us today as we study God's Word. Now let's join Pastor Odie. say just, just real quickly concerning this message, uh, for those of you that are visiting with us this morning, I've been, uh, I've been, I've been preaching for teaching preaching on Sundays and Thursdays, uh, both for about eight weeks now, I guess, pastor, something like that. Uh, uh, we, we started a series called the tale of two kingdoms and it's, it's, it's contrasting the kingdom of Saul to the kingdom of David. Uh, uh and, uh, you know, and talking about, you know, uh, you know, the children of Israel want a king. God's going to give you a, okay, you want a king. God's supposed to be the king, right? Somebody say amen. And, and God says, okay, you, you want a king? I'm going to give you a king. So he gives them Saul. Y'all know the story Saul. Saul, he disobeys God. God says, utterly destroy them, uh, the Amalekites. And he didn't. He spared Agag. He spared back the best sheep. He said, we're going we're gonna to use those to worship. You know, and we talked about last week or last Thursday you know, God, God, or, or Saul, Saul, uh, disobeyed God and, and was going to use that to worship God. Really? You know, and I've been talking to him for weeks now about, listen, I, you don't know how thankful I am for what God has blessed us with, but this is not what it's all about. This is a resource. This is not what it's all about. This is a resource. We have, we have made the resource a means to an end. It's just the means. It's not the end. You know, we've made church. Come on, is anybody with me in this room? And I'm just trying to catch our people. We are going to preach 1 Samuel 17, and we are going to kill a giant today. I promise you. We've been, we've been trying to kill a giant for weeks, Ernie, right? We are going to kill a giant today. But the thing is, David, David, David was ready to kill the giant before he got out there in the valley. David, oh, you guys, you stay right there because I'm probably going to throw you all with this mic here in just a few minutes. David got ready in a shepherd's field. David didn't get ready in a church service. If we're not ready by the time we get here, and then we're not, that's, that's the reason we won't, you know, oh, I'm going to try to be good. A church service or a worship team or a preacher can't kill your giant for you. You have to have a heart. And what we've been preaching about is we got to get this spirit of Saul out of us because Saul disobeyed God. God said, you have disobeyed me. And you know what? Listen, what you don't kill will kill you. He disobeyed, and God said, because you rejected me, you, you, know, uh, you rejected me, I'm going to reject you from being king. So he strips the kingdom from him. Uh, uh, he, sends, he sends Samuel to, 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 what are you saying? Slow down. My wife says, slow down. He sends. <laughs> the prophet to Jesse's house. And he's looking for, he said, I'm going, to, there's a, I'm going to choose me a king. See, Saul was the sixth anointing in the scriptures. There's 12 anointings in the Old Testament between kings and priests. Saul was the sixth. sixth the sixth person anointed. Samuel anointed uh, Saul. Uh, he was the sixth person anointed. Six is the number of man. Uh, David was 
the seventh. It's God's number. Saul was the people's choice. David was God's choice. So he goes down and he anoints David. And then evil spirits come up on Saul. He says, find me. Here's, here's what we're getting there, I promise. Saul, Saul says, or uh, the evil spirits come up on Saul. And he said, pick out a man. Pick out a man that can come and play for the king. First Samuel 16, 18. We're going to read one verse. And then answer one of the servants. Sorry, who's doing that? Dwayne. Then answer one of the servants and said, Behold, I have seen the son of Jesse the Bethlehemite. Is cunning and playing and a mighty valiant man and a man of war and prudent manners and a comely person. And everybody say it with me. And the Lord. Oh, come on. Let's, let's do it again. You can stay right there, Dan, uh, Dwayne, because we're going to move on. And the Lord is with him. That's the most important factor. The fact that the Lord was with him. And so when he played, he played for Saul, he'd play for Saul and he was spiritual and then he'd go back out in the field. Now here we are, 1 Samuel 17, 1. The Philistines gathered together armies to battle and were gathered together. Somebody pray for your pastor. We need a bigger pulpit. They gathered together armies to battle and they were gathered together at Shoak, which belonged to Judah, pitched between Shoak and, and Zekah in somewhere. And Saul and the men, it's not important. It's, it's, right now, it's, 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 there's something else we need to get to. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together and pitched by the valley. Everybody say valley. They set the battle in array, the Philistines on one side, Israelites on the other side. <laughs> And the Philistines stood on the mountain on one side and Israel on the other side. Amen. Philistines were on the mountain on one side and Israel on the other side. And there's a valley in between. And in this day, in their particular day, we've got to set the stage here. Oftentimes, battles, battles were decided by you had each army would choose out a representative. And those two people would fight. Amen. Let's look at it. Are you all with me? They would meet between the opposing forces and they would fight to death. When the contest was ended, ever who lost had to serve the other had to serve the other army. The other tribe. Are you with me? If you're with me, say amen. amen. Verse 4. And there went out, verse 4, look at it. And there went out a champion. Everybody say champion. So in this corner, we have a champion. He's referred to as Goliath of Gath. Young people, can you imagine that? You know, you guys, if you watch uh, uh, boxing or wrestling or what's that other? Uh, UFC. In this corner, we have Goliath of Gath. He's a champion. And he was nine feet, six inches tall. Approximately, thereabout. Amen. He walked on the basketball court, his head would almost hit the rim. Where my boys at? Golden State could have used him. He might have had a chance. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I didn't, did I? (laughs) 
nine feet, six inches tall. And this is not a fairy tale. He had a spear that weighed 17 pounds with the spearhead weighing 15 pounds. His entire armor was brass. And can you imagine every day for 40 days, morning and evening, come on, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all have faced some pretty big giants. And every morning, morning and evening, he would walk off that mountain down into that valley. And as that eastern sun was coming up, David, and it hit him. Oh, man, we got another David in the house. And it hit him. And, and, and can you imagine? He must have looked like some kind of solid gold monster. And the scripture says, I'm, I'm just going to paraphrase some of this for the sake of time. Well, I'm really going to work out now in here, aren't I? Because this is a big stage. I told my wife I, last Sunday, I, was, I got excited preaching, Bill, and I said, now I know why these older pastors just stay behind the pulpit. David don't. He runs off the platform. Is anybody in here? 40 days, twice a day, he comes out and challenges the people of God. And and. And these, this, the, the, Israel, the Israelite army in verse 8, it says, look at verse 8. He threatened them. He stood and cried to the armies of Israel and said, Why are you come out and set your battle array? Am I not a Philistine? And you the servants to Saul. That was the problem. Servants to Saul. They stopped being servants to God. Oh, y'all get that in a minute. When you operate, we'll stop and just throw some things in there. When you operate in the same, come on, is anybody with me? When you operate in the same kingdom as Saul, you get the same results as Saul. Saul wasn't going to go up against this guy. I'm going to get ahead of myself, Billy. But Saul wasn't going to, do you understand that Saul, Saul was the, the biggest man in the, in the kingdom, in, the, in, in, the, in Israel's camp. When they went to pick out a king, they said Saul was head and shoulders taller than anybody else. But Saul became a chicken, and so all of his people became chickens. Come on, if we got a church that's going to rise up and, and we got to start fighting against the giants of, of poverty. we got to fight against the giants of drug addiction. Come on, they've taken our children, they've taken our community long enough. Can we not have prosperity in eastern Kentucky? Can we have blessings come? Why does people have to look at us and say, oh, that's those dumb redneck. No, we're not that. Oh, I'm speaking blessing and prosperity. I bless every business in this, in this room tonight. Uh, our, our good brother Brad Abraham's over here from Sanctuary Sound doing all our sound and music. We speak blessings over there. I speak you're going to have so much work that you ain't going to be able to keep up with it. Come on. Somebody come into agreement. It's time for us to take on these, these negativity giants. Stop running and being afraid. We have the power. Come on. Somebody's got to help me preach. We have the power. Verse 11 says they were greatly afraid. We're just going to hit the high points because we got to get there, right? He says, I defy you guys. They heard these words. Verse 11 says they were greatly afraid. Fear. His three oldest sons of Jesse were out there. Those were the three that Samuel wanted to anoint to begin with. They joined up with Saul. Are y'all with me? 40 days this happens. Heart preparation. Everybody say heart preparation. 
Heart preparation to kill a giant. I've preached this. I told uh, Dave back there, I preached this uh, many, many times. We've heard it preached, and we talk about that, that, the fact that David killed the giant, but does anybody ever talk about how he got his heart prepared to kill the giant? No wonder we're not killing giants. Our hearts aren't ready. You're not going to kill giants when you run them with Saul. You're not going to kill giants when you're walking in disobedience. You just have selective obedience. Well, you don't kill is going to kill you. That's the way I preach, right? One part of history says Saul was killed by an agat, right? Agag. He spared Agag. One of his ancestors ended up... Oh. Think about that. You better get rid of it, young people. Heart preparation to kill a giant. Jesse tells David to take some food down to his brothers. They're down there. Here's how David got prepared. David was either watching sheep or feeding brothers. When we read about David, up, I'm about to blow up. When we read about David up to this point, we read two things. Even when he came to play music for Saul, that was the first place we had worship, that David was a worship leader. He came over there and he played. We think, I told him before, it wasn't a golden harp. It was a lyre, which is a guitar. It's the type of a guitar. David came over there and played unto Saul, and the evil spirits told him. He went in, led worship, run out the spirits, went back out to the field and watched the sheep. Watched the sheep a while. Jesse comes in, says, take this food and go down to the, to the battle. Take it down to your brother. So he was feeding sheep. He was leading worship, feeding sheep, and, and, uh, and, and feeding his brothers. That's how you kill giants. Because that's how you get where God wants you to be. So you, when the giants of life come against you, you're able to kill one. And some of you have been facing some of this stuff for a long time. I'm telling you, you can stomp on its head. Is anybody with me in this room? Are we going to be the church? Are we just going to be, you know, it's not about coming up here and saying, Jill, sing us all happy. We'll feel good for an hour and a half. We'll go home. We'll get up the next morning. We're still fighting the same devils. Amen. I'm, I get tired of fighting the same devils. I fought a few of the same devils in my life. You know, I like to think I've whipped them now. Come on. Amen. Because that's when you go up. You get where God wants you to be. Is anybody, is anybody in here? Are you going to help me preach today? We're going to get there. Are you ready to kill a giant? God says, somebody say, God make us ready. Help us watch the sheep. Help us feed our brothers. Help us to be a worshiper. Oh, come on. Let's, let's, let's be that in the name of Jesus, and we'll worship God, and we'll kill some giants. Amen? I told you before, you can't worship what you don't know. The value of something only is, is expressed to you by your knowledge of what that is. Ooh. Is anybody out there? So David goes down to take some food. He leaves the sheep with a keeper, right? Verse 23, let's pick it up there. As he talked with his brothers, they came up. Here comes the champion, guys. The young boy, most, most biblical scholars think he was probably about 15. Does that sound right about right, Pastor David? 
about 15. Here comes up the champion, the Philistine of Gath. He's Goliath by name, out of the armies of the Philistines, and he spoke according to the same words. Look here, Here's, this is important. And David heard him. One of the problems today is, is we're not hearing. We hear what we want to hear. We have select. Any of your, any of your, any of your husbands, your wife ever accused you of having selective hearing? Oh, mine just said amen. <laughs> 33 years, Charles. She still said amen to that. Mary, has David ever had selective hearing? Okay, I got to get you in the boat with me, pal. We hear what we want, right? We better, we better be listening to what God wants us to hear. Things are going to overrun our camp. Things are going to overrun our homes. It's going to over, you know, I mean, I mean, we can take back authority over our homes. We can take back authority over this region in the name of Jesus. How many, believes we, how many believes we have the power to do that? If you believe that, say amen. amen. Oh, hallelujah. Are you with me? So David heard them. And the men of Israel, when they saw the man, they fled from him, and they were afraid. They ran. Write this down. Goliath defeated the Israelites on fear alone. I said, Goliath defeated the Israelites on fear alone. Fear and intimidation are components that will defeat us every time we face a giant. We absolutely cannot walk in fear. We are the children of God. Come on, I said, you are sons and daughters of the Most High. You are a mighty army. This is not a fairy tale. We're not here to play tiddlywinks. We're doing spiritual warfare, and we're going to take the kingdom in Jesus' name. Is anybody in here now? Come on, we're going to see demonic forces pushed back off of your children, off your homes, off your family. We're going to see this. Come on, can we come against drug addiction in Jesus' name? Can we come against alcoholism? Oh, come on, is anybody in here? Let the church arise and be the church. Let's have some godly people rise up and be godly. Power. Somebody shout power. power. Come on, somebody shout power. power. We, can't, we can't walk in fear. We can't let fear control us. Amen. So there's a, there's a problem. There's a bribe sent out. The man says, who kills? Ever who kills? David said, what's going on here? You guys see this? What's going on here? Saul throws out a three-part bribe. He offers a cash award. A princess and a tax exemption. That's what that's talking about. Your house is going to be free in Israel. The tallest man, man in Israel is trying to bribe somebody else to kill this giant. That's what I'm trying to preach to you from Saul to David. It don't matter. 
that's, that, that's what we, we mess up this whole thing. You know, when, when we talk about First, first Samuel 16, 7, uh, you know, when, 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 when Samuel went to anoint the king at Jesse's house, and he brought out all these big guys, and the scripture says, man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. It's not what we see here. It's not the outward. It's what's in here. David was a man after God's own heart. God was looking for somebody that was after his heart, and David was that man. He was a small little shepherd boy, but he had a heart after God. It's not about who's the biggest. It's not about who has the best music. It's not about who has the prettiest church. Home folk, tell them. It's how I preach. You can go buy a ticket and hear the best. Spend your money and go hear the best. But do they have an anointing? Are you all with me? So a three-part bribe is thrown out there. You ready to help me out, man? That's what I like about this guy. He has the anointing. Amen? Woo! So do you. So do you. So do you. I'm about ready to let you play right now. Little drum church. Anybody ever had drum church? Might have some drum church here before it's over. Expect the unexpected. Come on, clap your hands. Expect the unexpected. Come on, get ready. Verse 26, I got to hurry. David spake to the men that stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man that kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who? Everybody say who. Who has this uncircumcised Philistine? Oh, man, it's going to be good. It's going to get good now. It seems that David was the only one focused on the reputation of Israel and the honor of the living God. Amen? This truly shows that David was a man after God's own heart. He cared about the things that God cared about. Elder Rice, he was saying, who's going to, you know, we, we need to take away the reproach from Israel. How many knows we need to take away the reproach from the church? Oh, somebody help me. You guys got to pray for me. David saw the problem in spiritual terms, not in material or fleshly terms. Amen? And then he says, look what he says. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? You know what he was saying here? Circumcision was the, it was the, the symbolism of being part of the covenant. I could preach there all day. It was the covenant. Listen, Goliath was an intruder. He was not. We are children of covenant. Goliath was not part of the covenant. He said, who is, this? who is this one that's not part of the covenant? This is not somebody that's a part of what God has made between God and man, the power that we have. Why are we letting him scare us? Him scare us? He's not part of the covenant. Oh, come on, somebody better get this in your spirit. You are covenant people. You, are, you have a covenant God, and we have power through that covenant. Come on, somebody, you got to get that in your spirit. Jesus sealed the deal, Pastor David. When he shed his blood, we're under a new covenant, and we, we walk in that according to the plan of God. Oh, help me, Jesus. So the next time something comes at you, young people, you need to say, who is this? 
It's certainly not of God and it don't belong in my home. Who's attacking me? An intruder. Somebody shout amen. Everybody else would just focus on the danger of the battle and the materials to be won. The three-part bribe. You kill him, you'll get some stuff. David's like, we need to take away the reproach from Israel. Amen? So in order to kill a giant, you have to know who you are and you have to know who your enemy is not. Write that down. I'm going to say it again. In order to kill a giant, you have to know who you are and know who your enemy is not. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying we give the devil way too much credit. There's a, the, the word says, uh, Pastor David, that in the end we're going to say, is, when we see, is this the man that causes so much trouble? Is this the one? You have power over him. Somebody say amen. So here we go, real quick. The spirit of Saul, spirit of David. When the men of Israel said this man, David said this uncircumcised Philistine. Did y'all get that? When the men of Israel said, surely he's come to defy Israel, David said that he should defy the armies of the living God. When the men of Israel said, the man who kills him, David said, the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel. Saul, David. The men of Israel saw things only from man's perspective, but David saw things from the Lord's perspective. And David said, is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? David was more concerned with God's cause than with his own feelings. Oh, help us, Jesus. We get too caught up in our own feelings, don't we? Oh, I hope I go to church and feel good. And I've told you guys, God, his spirit affects our emotions. We, we, we cry, we laugh, we run, we dance, we clap our hands. But when you walk out that door, there needs to be change. If, they, if there's not change, we've just had activity. Is anybody in here? Are y'all going to help your pastor? So David goes back and talks to Saul, and he says, you know, really Saul should have been the one fighting Goliath, right? You know, the outward tell of the tape said that David didn't have a chance. Amen? I need the biggest guy in here. Where's, come on up here, Calvin. Calvin's a big old guy, right? He works out at Odie's gym. Come up here, man. No, let's see. Just stand right here. You're good. It's you, Blake. (laughs) Good one. Come here. I almost couldn't use you because you're growing too much. Come here. Come up here a minute. How much weight have you gained since you've been working out at Odie's gym? About 10 pounds. About 10 pounds. (laughs) He's got a great trainer sitting right back there, Ryan. (laughs) Get back down there. So David says, is there not a cause? Are y'all with me? David was more, cons- more concerned with God's cause than his own feelings. 
David goes back and talks to Saul. Saul should have been the one fighting Goliath. Now, but look at verse 37. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna hurry through this. We've got we to get there. Verse 37. David said, Moreover, the Lord that delivered me. Uh-oh, here we go. Let's back up. 35. 34. David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept, Saul's like, How can you kill him? The servant said, I kept my father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he rose against me, I sawed him by his beard and smote him and slew him. The servant slew both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Verse 37, this is key. And David said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will. Everybody shout, he will. He will. Come on, oh, shout, he will. He will. One more time. He will deliver me out of the hand of the Philistines. Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with thee. And here's what happened, Judy. Here's what happened in verse 37. David increases in boldness as he makes proclamation. First, read your Bible. There's so much in this chapter. I told Juan, I saw how I'm going to get all this out today. But we want to kill a giant. First, if you read back, first he said someone should fight Goliath for a righteous cause. Later in the scripture, he says he'd fight Goliath. Now he says, I'll kill Goliath. So he starts out saying somebody should fight him. Then he says, all right, it's me. Then he says, all right, I'm going to kill him. You got to start speaking some things about who you are in God. Stop being negative about yourself and stop being negative about people that are around you. Stop being negative about the church up the road, the church down the road. We are an army of God. We got to speak positive things. We will. Oh, come on, somebody. There's life and death in the power of the tongue. David did not fear and he spoke out what he was going to do. Is anybody in here? Saul gives him his armor. Saul was still in the natural, in the flesh, in the outward. Here, you need to take this armor. He figured the boy's going to beat Goliath. He needed the best armor in Israel, the armor of the king. David says, he tries them on. He says, I can't use that. I've not proved it. Amen? You guys come up here with me. Come up here on the platform. I want you up here. So David goes, and he takes... Five, everybody say five. He gives Saul his armor back, and he goes and he takes five smooth stones. Very important here. We read later, chapter 21, Goliath had four brothers. Jason, sometimes we kill the giant, but we aren't prepared for his brothers. We get just enough blessing just to kill that one, and we're good. We better be ready to kill the whole family. Five-fold ministry. Five's the number of grace. Goliath had four brothers. Here we go. He got five smooth, st- he got five smooth stones. Smooth stones have had water running over them. Smooth stones have been in the river. That's right. Yeah, brother. Just any old stone won't work. We better have one that's had some water running on it. We better have one that's 
something that we've gleaned in the spirit because if it's out of Saul's armor and it's something in the flesh, guess what? You can dance all you want, but when your feet hits the floor Monday morning, you're going to be fighting that same demon. Are y'all with me? Here we go. So David goes out with the five stones. You ready? Huh? You ready? Look at, let's pick it up. Are y'all ready? The Philistine came and drew near to David, and the man that David took his, verse 40, he took his staff in his hand, he chose him five smooth stones, the brook, put in the shepherd's bag, and he drew near the Philistine. He went after him. He went to him, right? Daniel, help me. And the Philistine said unto David, and my dog, you come to me with staves. And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Big mistake. You don't curse God, right? And the Philistine said to David, come to me and I'll give your flesh. And look, look at this. It's important. It's important. You got to see this. I'm going to hurry. You got to see this. The Philistine said to David, come to me and I'm going to give your flesh to the fowls of the air and the beasts of the field. David's flesh. David told the Philistine that he was going to give his flesh and all the armies of Saul. All of the Philist or I'm sorry, all the armies of the Philistines. All of them. Amen. Now here's what I want you to see. David was pretty good with a sling, right? How many leaves he's pretty good with a sling? If you believe that, say amen. I need the sound of a sling. David had, a, had 700 men in his army that could sling a stone to a hair's breadth. Most of us can't shoot a 22 rifle that good with the scope. Maybe James. I'd put him up against anybody. I've listened, I've preached this whole message to get to this one verse, and this is what God really spoke to my spirit to give you today. David was good with a sling, guys. How many thinks he killed more animals than a lion and a bear out there in that shepherd's field? You know what he was doing? He was out there singing songs, writing songs, and slinging rocks. Did you know I personally knew a guy that could, that, could, that could kill flies with a slingshot? Great man of God. He's gone on now. You probably knew him. Some cold iron Kentucky. His name was Frank Blevins. He could kill flies. He could shoot beans in the end of a pot bottle. Not get lucky and do one all day. Every time. In the bottle. So David was good with the sling. But David never mentioned the sling. He said, you come to me with your fleshly weapons. He said, you've come to me with a spear, with a sword. 
But he said, I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied this day. That's, who, that's how I'm coming to you. It's not with my outward weapons. That's a resource. But I'm coming to you with the source. Ooh, come on. Come on, man, you gotta hit me. He's this little shepherd boy. We need some catchers for Goliath. Goliath mocked him and made fun of him. But he said, I'm coming unto you. This is how you kill giants. Amen. It's not with our talents and abilities, and it's not with... There's people can preach this word, preach circles around me. It's not about that. It's about, the, it's about the anointing of God and the power of God. You come against me with a spear and a sword, but I come against you in the name of the Lord of hosts. Oh, come on. Is anybody getting that in this room? Is anybody getting that? Pastor David... David approached him with a spiritual weapon. You know what David was saying? He, you know what he was saying right there, Randy? He was saying the weapons of my warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of who God is, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. It's time for you to bring down some of those strongholds. We're not, this is not a fairy tale, guys. We preach this all our lives. But some people are bound up and they're controlled by stuff. It's lies from the enemy. It's lies from the... We have the power. Our weapons are not carnal. They're mighty through God. They're the pulling down. Of, God's going... He's wants some Davids to rise up and say, I'm going to believe this thing. I'm going to believe this thing. I'm going to believe that a thumb can grow. I'm going to believe Oh, glory. Come on, give me praise. Give me praise. Come on, give me praise. Come on, give me praise. I'm going to believe that drug addicts can be saved. I'm going to believe that poverty can be defeated. Where's the Davids? We got to quit living like Saul. I'm going to believe that autism can be healed. I'm going to believe. I'm going to believe that my son's going to preach. I'm going to believe. Come on. Come on. If you'll believe God, listen, it's not about this. This thing is way too small. Here it is. Give me, just, give me just two more minutes. You can stand, sit down, whatever you want. Come on. Everybody in the room. Let's go. hear the sound I hear the sound 
hear the sound of a mighty army of God. Some believers. Come on, worship team, come on. You see, here's the deal. When God grows a thumb, God heals autism. This little building's not big enough to even get started. See, we got to get out of that box to where we think we built. We didn't. We've not built a place for us just to come here and worship. We built a place for miracles to happen. Come on. Oh, you're the God of miracles. You're still the God of miracles. You're still the God of miracles. Yeah. Oh, come on, somebody give him praise in this house. Come on, praise him just a little bit for me. Come on. Come on, Jay. Come on, Jay. Come on, clap your hands. Come on, Jay. Give me just a little more volume, Brad. Charles, you got some. finish this I'm going to finish this I promise I'm done look what he says and we're, we're, we're going to be done this day the Lord's going to deliver me my hand I'm going to smite thee take thy head from thee David knew how to get ahead right he said I'm going to give you carcasses <laughs> the carcasses the host of Philistines verse 46 for the carcasses of the host of the Philistines to stay into the fowls of the air and of the wild beasts. Here, I've got this underlined. Keep going, Dwayne. The birds are there, the wild beasts of the field. Why? Why? Here we go. That all the earth may know.
Guys, I'm trying to, I'm trying to finish this, I promise. But listen, we got to make God known again. It's not, about what's, it's not about making us known. David didn't want a name. When they went to get him out in the field, I told our people two weeks ago, he was a no-name. A guy said, hey, I know this guy out there. It's the son of Jesse. Nobody even knows his name. We're going to make God known. Are y'all with me? We've got we to show people who God is. So David runs out to the battle. You know, every, everybody else thought Goliath is so big, I can't beat him. David thought Goliath is so big, I can't miss. There was one, Charles Moser, there was one exposed place on Goliath. Everything else was covered with armor. One exposed area. One exposed area. His forehead. That would be so cool. How many, how many, how many hopes when you get to heaven, God's got a big video screen, we can watch it over again? I'll be just like, we're rewinding it. Let's watch that again. Let's watch it. Look at this. This is when the champion of Gath, Goliath of Gath, was, was defeated by a little 15-year-old. All right. We're done right here. Hallelujah. Verse 51. We know David prevailed, right? He took, he took the Goliath's sword and cut out. Look at verse 51. David ran and stood upon the Philistine, took his sword and drew out the sheath thereof and slew it and cut his head off. And the Philistine saw their champion was dead. They fled. Here's the difference. Saul wouldn't kill what God told him to kill. David, Saul, David, it's what I've been preached for weeks. David takes that giant sword and cuts his, I'm not taking any chances here. I want to make sure you're dead, pal. You better make sure the enemy's dead. If you play around like Saul did, he's going to come back on you. Takes his own sword. How cool is that, elder? Cuts his head off. All right? Here we go. Are y'all ready? And the men of Israel and Judah, they, they shouted and pursued the Philistines to come to the valley and to the gates of Echo, and they wounded the Philistines, fell down by the way. And it's a, there's a lot of them. Verse 50, and the children of Israel returned from chasing Philistines, and they, <laughs> they spoiled their tents. They filled their tents up with loot. Amen? Verse 54, and David took the head of the Philistine and brought it to Jerusalem, but he put his arm in his tent. See, here's the thing. I want you to see this. Goliath didn't really die in verse 51. He didn't die in verse 49. He died way back in verse 26 when David said, Who is this uncircumcised Philip? That's where he died. In David's mind, Goliath was dead in verse 26. He dug his grave in verse 29. He buried him in verse 36. The grave was filled in in verse 47. And in verse 51, he just laid flowers on his tombstone. It was back there when he said, who is this? And that's where he died at. You see, and that's, that's key. All David did was enforce the victory. Jesus died. By, oh. When he died on the cross, the enemy was defeated. All we got to do is just enforce the victory. It's yours. He took the head back to Jerusalem. But he put, he put, he put Saul's, or 
glass armor in his tent. Did y'all know that later, later in the word he uses glass sword? Wait a minute. I'm done, I promise. Last point. He couldn't wear Saul's armor. Why did he want Goliath? Put it. I'm sorry, you guys. This has wrecked me. He put Goliath's armor in his tent, Pastor David. You know what? All down through David's life, when he fought other giants, he faced other giants. He looked over there in the corner. And he saw that armor. It was a token of the victory. <laughs> if you would like to know more about Our Father's House and upcoming events, log on to ourfathershouseky.org.